Hey, what's going on, Daniel? How are you doing? Doing good, man. How are you? Fine. So sorry that you we both had a, that you had a little uh, technical difficulties, but let's get started with a a good NBA show today. We have a lot to talk about today. So uh, welcome everybody to uh, the NBA show with Daniel and Loro on the uh, on the Loro Antonio Sport Talk podcast. I'm your host, Loro Antonio. So today, what we're going to talk about in the NBA, we're going to recap some Laker games that happened in the past week. And then preview tomorrow's Lakers-Celtics game. And then also next Friday, we're going to recap the Lakers against the Raptors as well. And then preview NBA Friday. And then we'll talk about favorite worst refs. And then when Alonzo Ball return. And then predictions of the draft lottery order. And then Lakers using small ball or big boy lineup going forward. So that being said, first things first. Let's talk about first things when the Lakers lost to the Bucks, Suns, and Clippers. And also Denver last this week. So... Those losses are disappointing, and, and those losses mean they really have defined the Lakers' season. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. Just, just four, four losses. They um really demoralizing to see, especially from 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 a from a Lakers fan for Lakers fans. Um, yeah, just kind of speechless to be honest, especially after that loss to the Suns, which we'll talk, talk about like soon. But um, yeah, it's looking pretty bad right now. Yeah, it's looking so bad right now. So, I think the worst loss for the Lakers out of that stretch was losing to the Suns. So, I'm going to let's get deep into that. So, why would the Lakers lose to the Suns? I was so embarrassed and frustrated at when I saw the Lakers lose to the Suns. I was I was not happy. Yeah, it, it was looking it was looking bad like especially like like I guess like in the beginning of the first quarter but then like that just nothing but then the Suns just took over like the majority of the game and the thing is the Lakers have no excuses too both teams were playing back to back and just the Suns were the better team which like which for the Lakers they needed to win these they need to win their game like I said they need to get a win streak going honestly cuz they're they were in the bottom eight, they were in the bottom uh bottom uh, seven in their Western Conference. So they had to get a win streak going. And that means they had to take every advantage they can. That means winning against the worst team, for example, the Bulls, the Suns, and just them <clears throat> losing to the Suns especially. It was it was looking bad. It was looking bad. If the Lakers lose to the Bulls and the Knicks in this upcoming five-game trip they have, then that's it. Yeah. I, right now. I I mean uh, I'm pretty sure you saw the news already about LeBron that he's getting he's going to get his minutes restricted. So I think the Lakers kind of know what their destiny is going to be towards the um, towards the um, um, come the end, end of the regular season. I think they know. They're um, right now in the standings. Let me see where they are in the standings right now. They are 11th, I believe. Right, 11th with like a few games, like seven wins behind the Clippers. So it's not looking too good, and I think the Lakers know at this point that their chances are dwindling really, like really quickly. Yeah, they are. Their chances are are increasing are increasingly low. But with that being said, here when we talk about and then losing to the Clippers, losing to the Clippers was not an excuse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point. I mean, for the past four-year Clippers, I mean, obviously we know the Lakers are going to be above, like they're going to be the top Los Angeles team. But then just for the past five years, and this year, this season reiterates that Clippers have been the better team than the Lakers. Um, I mean, Rondo had a pretty good game with the triple-double. With I think it was a season-high 24 points. But, I mean, I could give the Lakers the benefit of the doubt because they were playing without Ingram. 
and Kuzma was had an apparent ankle injury, but I uh, looking at that game, 26.3%. Look at the stats right now, 26.3% from the Lakers from three-point range, and the bench was outscored 44 to 27, which I mean you can't do because I mean the Clippers have a really good bench. They're one of the best benches in the NBA, but like I said, Lakers need to find any way to win, and they just didn't. They just couldn't find anything. Yeah, they just couldn't find anything here. So, uh, and then losing to the Clippers, that was not – that was they just looked lost there. And then losing to the Nuggets was also uh, also not an excuse. But the Lakers, uh, they – but kudos to LeBron. Passing MJ for, for most points all time on the, four, on the scoring list. He's now third all time, but still – Michael Jordan is still the better player and the better score. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, I was the one thing I I was looking at what, like just that specific highlight when LeBron like like officially passed MJ and they came like celebrating. It's bad. I was just thinking about like okay, the, he, okay, the, congrats to LeBron, but his team was still down at the time by like fifteen points or something like that. Like, I mean, I guess that's it's good that I mean, congrats to him for passing like Jordan, but. But at this point, I don't know if he's looking to for looking for its own accomplishments or team accomplishments. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a harsh critic on LeBron. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think he's getting all the blame for this. But before you know it, like we talked about before, um, could Luke Walton be on the hot seat already? What do you think? I think I think he already. I think he's going to be on. There are already rumors flying around about him getting fired, according to uh, media reports. So I think Luke Bolton's going to be gone. Yeah, and also Vince Carter is going to be playing for another year next year at least. He he just can't stop playing. He loves know, playing I, basketball. I think this is he's tied with. I think he, I think he's tied for most NBA experience along with like I forgot who else is on it. I know Carmelo. Malone. I think Dirk is it there. Dirk is there. But yeah, it, when he plays next season, if he does, which I mean, from its words, he said he will. He's going to be the longest, um, well, like the most experienced in NBA history. And there are from uh, from you know I'm in Toronto. There's already rumors flying around. Oh, he's going to sign with Toronto, but for the next season to play one final year because he was wearing shoe. I I forgot which game was it. He was wearing a. Raptors relate Raptors um themed shoes with like the Raptor claw and the, like the heel. So there's already rumors going around. I, I've always liked Vince Carter, a great dunker, and also even though he has a cocky personality, he, he still plays basketball at a high level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Vince Carter is one of the greatest, one of the greatest uh Raptors players. I mean, yeah, he'll have his. You know, some Raptors fans are still kind of mad about how he ended his tenure in Toronto. But all in all, he established basketball in Canada. He is the main reason why, like, this Raptors team is getting notif- uh, noticed in the first place, especially with that 2000 slam dunk contest, also known as probably one of the best, um, one of the best, like, dunk, perform- dunk contest performances. But, yeah, Vince Carter, um, definite, definitely a Hall of Famer. Yeah, and, uh, and, and with that being said here, t- let's also talk about tomorrow's Lakers-Celtics game. I'm looking forward to a new uh, a rivalry renewed with the East and West Coast rivalry between the Lakers and Celtics. And I want to see an NBA Finals between those teams one day, but they're not going to go far in the playoffs for both teams. But really, I could see the Lakers winning that game and sweeping the season series with the Celtics. Mm, I mean, uh, depends how many. I don't know. I, when they say when they say they're going to restrict LeBron's man, I don't know how much they're going to restrict because I don't know, like, doesn't he, he usually plays around like 38 minutes per game? I don't I know they I know they overplay him a lot. I mean, that's LeBron. He did that with the Cavaliers also. But um uh 
I think if that's if they restrict them to like probably like 31, 32, um, and plus also with that, the Celtics, I mean, they they've been then on the they've been having an all-star slump, but then with the two recent wins, it's the first one against the Warriors when they won by 33 points, which was heavily surprising. Gordon Hayward got 30 points, I believe. And the recent game they played, they played against the Kings when Gordon Hayward got that game winner. Um, Celtics are Celtics, I think Celtics are gaining the momentum, but so with that said, I think. Celtics are going to win this game. Yeah, they embarrassingly beat Golden State and Oracle. I was like, that's not how the Warriors play basketball. Yeah, I was really surprised. I was really surprised. I mean, I guess Klay Thompson didn't play, but then again, they that, that just leaves him with like, what, Cousin Durant, Curry, Draymond Green. I mean, I thought they would be fine, but guess not. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure on that. So that, with that being said here uh, – with that being said, here let's also let's also talk about the Lakers Bulls game a little bit. So that's a game the Lakers got to beat, and then and then also on Thursday on TNT, which we will recap in fully next Friday. Play your Toronto Raptors, which I think that's probably going to be a loss for the Lakers right there. Uh, uh, yeah, for the Lakers and Bulls, yeah, I mean if the Lakers are still hoping to make the playoffs. At, at least win this game. At least come out. At least come out, out of the season strong. Like, don't lose to the Bulls. I mean, I mean, the Bulls just beat the 76ers, so that's something. But at the same time, 76ers don't ha- didn't have Joel Embiid um, at that game. And plus, Zach Levine scored 39 points, which was really impressive. And I like Mar- Laurie Markkinen, but at least, at, least win, at least Lakers have to win something. And if they lose to the Suns, they have to at least win, with the, win to the Bulls. And uh, for the Lakers-Raptors, we're finally going to see Kawhi Leonard versus LeBron James, which... I don't, which hasn't happened for like probably like two or two years now, and it's crazy. So it's gonna, so it's gonna be really, really fun to watch between those two guys. Yeah, Kawhi. I didn't think he played in the first matchup, and the Lakers played the Raptors. I knew the Raptors won that game without him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kawhi rested that game. Kawhi rested. Yeah, so I think LeBron might might have to sit back to back. So I think he'll play in this one, and I don't think he'll play in the one against Detroit. Probably, probably, yeah. I think, yeah, I think Lakers are going to start playing more of their bench. I think Lakers are going to start playing more of their bench, which they should have done, to be honest. They've overplayed the starters. I think we'll talk about that later, but, yeah. Yeah, so uh, let's talk about NBA Friday and talk about your game tonight. The Toronto Raptors at 8 p.m. your time will be tipping off with the New Orleans Pelicans in the Big Easy. And then Drew Holiday's out with an abdominal strain. And the Pelicans, like the Lakers, they're still trying to – they're still alive for the playoffs, but I still think Toronto's going to win that game. Yeah, I'm hoping Toronto wins that. They lost the two – they lost two games in a row. The first one, if you saw against the Detroit Pistons, when it went to overtime. And Raptors, they had a – like Kyle Lowry carried that game against Detroit, but they choked in the end when he gave up that 10 nothing run. And then that Houston game, I think I was on TNT. Yeah, I was on TNT. I'm not sure if you caught it, but um, Harden just took off, especially in the fourth quarter. But the Raptors did really well in the third quarter. It just the bench, the Raptors bench was just bad. So I'm hoping this game against the Pelicans, Raptors can just um, start off their road, their three game road stretch with a win. And you texted me last week that you didn't like referee Jason Phillips. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, actually, I mean, I looked more into it afterwards. It was a different referee. I forgot what his name was, but uh, yeah, I noticed a bit of Jason Phillips' calls, just a little bit, just a little bit. And you, I know you mentioned how you weren't a fan of him, I believe. 
Yeah, and we'll get to worst our our worst refs in the NBA in the NBA in just a minute here. And uh, we already talked about many times that Tony Brothers is the worst referee in the NBA. Oh uh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. We'll get to that later. So, so it's AD versus Kawhi should be fun, but Toronto will win that one. Yeah, I'm saying Toronto's going. I'm saying Toronto needs to win that one. Like, please win this one at least. <laughs> and then the. Clippers playing the Thunder. I have OKC winning that one, and I have the Denver Nugget, the Golden State Warriors beating the Denver Nuggets, and uh, Clay Thompson's probable with the right knee, but expect him to be back in action tonight. Yeah. Um, well, I say Clippers are gonna. I say Clippers. I say Clippers are gonna win the Thunder. I'm think. I'm thinking of a shock right here. I'm going with um going with a underdog team here. I think like Clippers are on a high, uh, winning of the for their five games, and they're looking for the four straight win. So I think they have the momentum. And plus they're fa- playing in L.A., so there's that home soil, home advantage. And uh, like you said, I think the Warriors are going to beat the Nuggets. Yeah, and then and then the other ESPN game today, we'll talk about the Sixers and Rockets. I have Houston winning by a, by a game-winning shot by James Harden. Yeah, I have Houston winning this too. I have Houston winning this. Um, I think some Sixers are still going to be missing Embiid. I'm not too sure. Yeah, he's out. Left knee. He's, he's out, right? Yeah, I think with that said, yeah, I think Rockets, especially with that convincing win over the Raptors, uh, and they have six straight wins, so they have all the momentum. They're, they're the team on fire at the moment, so I'm going with the Rockets. Yeah, they're in full strength. Since they got Kenneth Fareed, this team has looked a lot better, and their lineup looks has looked a lot better with Capella, Fareed, uh, P.J. Tucker, and then, yeah. and then uh, James Harden and C.P. 3. And then talk about – well, we won't talk about this that much longer. The Memphis Grizzlies playing the Utah Jazz. I think Utah's going to win this game. Uh, yeah, I'm saying I'm saying Utah. I'm saying Utah, Jack. Utah. Uh, I mean, Grizzlies won four out of the six games, which is really imp- – which is um pretty good for a team that's 14th and 26 and 40. Uh, but I say Jazz is going to win this. Yeah, and, Me- and Memphis is going to tank. And Rubio's doubtful today with a left hit. Rubio's out? Ricky Rubio. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I still see the Jazz winning this. And then uh, t- let's talk about the Detroit Pistons playing the Chicago Bulls. I think the Pistons win this game. I think they are pretty much on pace to get back, get into the playoffs. I think Dwayne Casey's done a decent job with the Detroit Pistons, but the Bulls, on the other hand, they're taking. And with the speaking of the Bulls, do you think they're going to keep Jim Boylan as their head coach and remove the interim tag off of him? Um, I think they're going – I think they should do that to at least keep some consistency. If you have a coach that you fired in – pre, in, I forgot. Who's the coach again? They in, fired uh, was Fred it Hoiberg? Hoiberg, right? Yeah, the Bulls were impatient with Fred Hoiberg. That's why they fired him. Yeah, and then they have the interim coach. And then if they fire the interim co- – yeah, at least have some consistency. At least have consistency going forward. But if, if it's if – it's like, well, obviously, you have to do the evaluations on him if he's – um. If he's um the right fit for the job, right fit for the job, and I think they're going to determine that after whoever they draft, uh, which we'll probably talk about later, whoever the Bulls going to draft, I think they're going to evaluate the coach and see like, okay, can he develop that player properly? So it's yeah. really questionable at the moment. It's very questionable. You are right about that. And then the Cavs in Heat, and we'll talk about that that much longer. I think Miami wins that game. I think Dallas beats Orlando, and I think uh, Charlotte Hornets beat the Washington Wizards. Ooh, okay, I so at the heat, I say the Heat are winning this. Yeah, um, they won three. They won three straight games. So I say Heat. Um, I say the Magic are going to beat the Mavericks. I don't know. There's something about the Magic. Like I think we talked about this previously. They win against. They do. They, they're inconsistent, but like 
they have the potential. So that's why I'm I'm rooting, or like I'm low key rooting for the Magic. That and also because Terrence Ross is an Orlando Magic, so I gotta support him. Um, but also, um, yeah, uh, for the Wizards and Hornets, I'm saying the Wizards are gonna win this. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so that being said, here uh, we talked about Vince Carter playing one more year, and then Rondo. I just found out that he won't be fine for sitting in the in the bench, and then uh, and then and then, uh, and then Russell Westbrook yesterday and. Joseph Nurkic get into a tussle and Nurkic got ejected from that game. All right. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So we, if we're talking about um, yeah, if we're talking about Ronda, we can, we have to uh, yeah talk about like what like like I like that play that like that mo- one moment, especially like when he sat like far from the coaches. I don't know. I want to hear from a uh, like your perspective. How, what what you thought about it? You think like media is overreacting about it, or you think he's trying to? trying to make a statement. I know he already posted on Instagram about, about like saying like, Oh, you know, people are overreacting, but I don't buy it. I, I look at, I don't buy it at all. But what do you think about it? I think, uh, I'm not going to overreact to it because I think, uh, he was just upset and I get that. He's just upset because the Lakers just didn't play well. And I think he just needed to just settle down and, uh, and just and process this loss. So I think that's, that was in Rondo's perspective, but yesterday in the fight with Westbrook and Nierkic, and then Nierkic got ejected. Wouldn't be surprised if Joseph Joseph Nierkic got fined. Yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't be surprised either. Yeah. So so that being said, here uh, talk about our favorite and worst NBA wrestle. When it comes to worst refs, uh, one of on my list on like my top five worst top five worst officials. Uh, Number five on my list is Mike Callahan. Number five. Um. Well, I technically I technically narrowed to just work like three worst. So I'll say my third worst at the moment is yeah, Mike Callahan. I'm I'm with you on my third worst being Mike Callahan. The second worst ref that you and I both agreed on and we talked about many times is uh Mark Davis. Mark Davis. You know, surprising. I put Tony Brothers number two. I put Tony Brothers number two. I'll I'll say that right now. I know he had multiple games of screwing the Ra- the Raptors, but when I say num- when I, I'll tell you number one, I'll tell you when I get to number one why I put Tony Brothers number two. Yeah, and then my number one worst official in the NBA right now is Tony Brothers. Tony Brothers, yeah, you said Tony Brothers. I put Mark Davis. I mean, like I said, that game, uh, like I know it's kind of it's only one event, but it really speaks upon like how like how like. Like, I, don't know what, I don't know the right word. Delusional he he was. That game when he ejected like he ejected um uh Dwayne Casey, Kyle Lowry, and Demar Rose in just one minute. That was like really. I was like I was laughing at that point. I was like wow. Like it, it was like 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 I I was speechless at that time. So like that put a lot uh, like a huge stain on his reputation. Well, in my opinion, wise. Like I know Tony Brothers screwed the game, like screwed some like Raptors game, but he also has a decent game. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt there, but just that one event, Mark Davis did that. That really solidified what I think of him now. Yeah, Mike Callahan is terrible too, along with uh, Kenny Maurer too. Yeah, yeah, Kenny Maurer. I think we discussed about it last week. Yeah. And then my favorite refs in the NBA, one of my all-time favorite refs is Dick Bavetta. Man, he's been doing it for so long. He's a good ref. Oh yeah, he's like 
probably the only ref that I appreciate. Just the fact that he's done it for a very long time. Although he was, I think, wasn't he the ref? Wasn't he the ref that that uh, that that uh, that officiated that Kings Lakers uh, uh, quote unquote rake the game? I think so, but I I've seen Dick Bavetta officiate Lakers games before, but Tim Donahue is just good good riddance. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that one, that yeah, that whole scandal was was ridiculous. And I put it, I remember, I remember put it like it tainted the whole NBA. David Stern had a lot to fix at the time. Yeah, he had when it comes to those officials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my favorite ref, one of them is uh, Lauren Holtkamp. She's a female official. She's she's pretty good. She's right now one of my favorite. She's number one on my list for favorite refs. Um, yeah. I also like. Uh, I also like uh, Rodney Mott, number 71. And mm. then I also like uh, Kane Fitzgerald. Kane Fitzgerald? Oh. Um, okay, I'll, I'll, I usually don't choose a favorite. I know Dick, I usually base on, like, how many years they serve. I know Lauren, um, the female referee. I, I think yeah. she's one of two. She, I, she's not the only one. She's not the only female referee, I believe, right? Yeah, there's think, there's a, there's a couple female refs. There's yeah, Natalie Saigo and Ashley yeah. Moyer Gilch. Yeah, I just remember Lauren. Wasn't she was the one that um gave uh, uh Chris Paul a hard time, right? You remember that one game when yeah, like I remember that, and then I I remember that I remember that game. I thought that like that uh tainted her reputation a little bit. And then also, don't forget about Violet Palmer. Um, I on I honestly don't know who I I don't think she ever officiated a Raptors game. I don't even think I don't think so based on my memory. Or Monty McCutcheon. Monty McCutcheon's no longer officiating. Oh yeah, he's um he's now um what is he? What's I don't know what the official position is, but he's the one in charge of the referees, right? Like the overseeing, right? The... Yeah, I think Monty McCutcheon does now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on ESPN. ESPN, right? Yeah. Um. As a, yeah, as a rules I'm... analyst. Yeah, I mean, if he has that, t- if he has that that role, then that's how you know he did a good job in the NBA. Yeah, and uh, and I, th- I, 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 you know, sometimes I, I want to yell at those refs if they make ter- uh, the wrong call on the Lakers. I'm like, why are you calling that? <laughs> yeah, I think I think as a fan, as a fan, when we watch the games, we, we either we don't say like, oh, this referee did a good job. We only base them based on like how bad they do. I think that's for me. At least that's for me. I don't like see a referee like, oh, this referee did a good job. I think like, okay, they're just doing they're doing their job. That's all. That's all I ask. But if they do something bad, I feel like the emphasis on how bad they do outweighs like the positives they like how great they do. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's for sure on that. So, uh, so, so that being said, here when we talk well, now, let's talk about when Lonzo Ball is going to return. So. I think Lonzo Ball is going to return at some point next week or something. Next week? Mm, yeah, I said. I mean, um, who's a Ramon? Ramon Session? I forgot. I think she just. I think she Ramona just. Uh, Shelburne. Tw- my bad. Session. Why say Session? My bad. Yeah. So she said that like he's quote unquote not close to returning and he's not doing any activities at full speed. At least that that's what I think she said. Um, if that's the case, I I'll, okay. Might maybe a little bit of a hot. I don't know if it's considered a hot take. I won't be surprised if Lonzo's Lonzo's camp tells him to sit out for the remainder of the season. I won't be surprised. Cause yeah, just, like Yeah, just to uh just to uh what should we call this? Just to just to either if they keep him, if they if they plan to keep him, then 
sit him out to keep him healthy. If they want to trade him in the offseason, then sit him out just to uh, just to um, you know not only be healthy but boost his um, boost his trade value just for the fact that he's healthy. Yeah, absolutely. So, so with that being said, here uh, let's talk about the Lakers and what they should use. Do you think Luke Walton should use a small ball lineup or a big boy lineup going forward? It's really tough. I, I mean, I really want to say somewhere in the middle, but then like, uh, I, I know that's not part of the option, but it's the fact I know Luke Luke Walton had used a lot of small ball. Uh, loose, use small ball, but the fact is they can't shoot threes. That's what a small ball is used for. A small ball, you space the floor so that you can let your players shoot threes and make it. But Lakers are one of the worst in three point percentage. If you have a big lineup, if you have a big lineup, they're ten, they'll tend to hit like to go to the line, like to go to the free throw line. But the Lakers are also bad at free throws. I think they're last place in free throws. One of the games, I think one of the games, I forgot which game they shot. Uh, was it the Lakers? Yeah, it was the Lakers game. They shot fifty two point two percent from the free throw line, which says a lot. So that's why I said not a like, just stick with the traditional. Whoever plays point guard plays point guard. Whoever plays shooting guard plays shooting guard. If there's a center, make him play center. That's what I say. Yeah. Luke Walton's rotations are terrible. Yeah. It's so inconsistent. It's really inconsistent. Also, I know he's like testing the testing lineups, but there's a certain point when it's like, okay, when you're going to find that perfect rotation. I mean, I know he's doing his hardest. He's a young coach too. So I I can give him that benefit of the doubt, but, but inconsistency just leads to bad chemistry. And that's, I feel like that's what's wrong with the Lakers at the moment. Yeah. That's what's wrong for the Lakers right now at the moment is the consistency of playing. So when it comes to the draft lottery and who I have it in this order, I have the Knicks taking the number one pick in the draft, and then I have Phoenix get as the second pick, and then I have no, I have Phoenix picking third, and I have Cleveland getting picking second. Uh, yeah, I say I was saying uh, Knicks first, Suns second, and third third cap. That's what I'm saying. But I know, I know for a fact Knicks will get first. If if they don't get first, I, I mean. I feel bad. I would feel bad for the Knicks fans, but I would also laugh to be honest. I think the Knicks will get the number one pick in the draft, and I think they're going to pick uh, what's his face, uh, Zion? Zion Williamson, with the number one pick in the draft, and then Phoenix with the second pick. Uh, I don't think they're going to get R.J. Barrett to pair with Devin Booker. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think they're going to get. I think they're going to get I think they're going to get Jaw from Murray State. I think they're going to get him. He has a lot of potential. What are you saying again? Who, who would be the second pick? Who uh, John, John Moran from Murray State. John Moran? What is he? Hmm? Uh, he is a point guard. And um, who, who do they compare him to? They compare him to, uh, De- compare him to De'Aaron Fox, a really a really fast point John guard. Moran? John Moran, yeah. He has a lot of – he has a lot – he has a, a lot of athleticism. His speed is insane. I know he doesn't play for – he doesn't play for, like, uh, you know, um, reputable – a reputable uh uh university university of college like Duke. He plays for Murray State, but he has a lot of le- he has a lot of leverage. He has a lot of potential. Yeah, J- John Morant should be a fit for the Suns, and I think he'd be a good complement to Devin Booker. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um, this is not, I know this is not part of our what like what we plan to talk about, but I'm excited from I'm excited for March Madness. I mean, if we're talking about like the uh the NBA draft like I'm excited to watch Smart Man, which is happening soon. I think the selections are gonna happen uh in one week, I believe. One week? Yeah. Sooner soon there. Sooner. Yeah, so we'll talk about some March Madness too, because it will relate to which prospects to watch in the uh upcoming NBA draft. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited maybe
And uh, I think I think Zion will go number one, then uh, Morant number two, and then R.J. Barrett to the Cavs at three. Yeah, I say I say that too. I say that I I agree with you. I agree. And then I think, where do you think the Bulls are going to land? Bulls four? are they going to be top four? I say four. I say four. I say four. Yeah. And then uh, who will be the fifth pick in the draft? Mm, when it comes Hawks. to the lottery, the lottery portion of the draft. I'll say Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, I think the, I think they can. I think the Atlanta Hawks should look to get a uh, power forward to complement John Collins. I think that's what their needs are. Um, I was thinking they're gonna get like a shooting guard or like around a small four, a wing player. I was thinking someone like Cameron Reddish from Duke. I was thinking someone like him. Yeah, Cam Reddish. He could he could complement Trey Young. Yeah, yeah, he would he would be an, he would be a nice player to compliment with. Um, he's a uh, basically a, a Rudy Gay type of player, someone who can score from all over the all over the floor, from three to inside. Is he a two mid. guard? Oh uh, yeah, he's a two guard. And then R.J. Barrett is a uh, three. Uh, Barrett is he's considered a shooting guard, I believe. Yeah, and I think I think he's gonna end up going to the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers and pairing with Colin Sexton, who I believe he's going to be one of the best cornerstone players on the Cavs. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping Barrett does well, mainly because Canadian pride. He's Canadian. Um, I'm hoping he does well. Hopefully he doesn't end up like Anthony Bennett. But, yeah. Um, hoping he does well. How do you know? RJ Barrett's Canadian? Where is he from in Canada? Uh, um, Toronto? Uh, Vancouver? Not uh, no, uh, like uh, Mississauga, Mississauga. It's technically part of the. It's technically part of the um, uh, Toronto uh, metropolitan metropolitan area, but yeah, it's basically near Toronto. Yeah, but uh, imagine if Andrew Wiggins played for the Raptors in his hometown of Canada. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You know there were rumors before. Um, I mean I know this out of topic maybe a little bit, but I remember. Um, I forgot like, two or three. Three or four years ago, there are rumors that Masai Ujiri was planning to trade the Rosen for Wiggins, which I'm kind of glad. I should no, I'm kind of. I'm glad that didn't happen. Yeah, he got Kawhi because Masai Ujiri took a risk there. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. So my final NBA thoughts are: uh, looking forward to Lakers Celtics, but if they want to make a late push, like you said, at least beat the Bulls. I'm stressing about it right now. Yeah, they have to win right now. Like I said, they're seven games behind from the eighth spot. They need to like they're hanging by they're hanging off hanging by a cliff right now. They're just like holding on. Like they're just holding on. They have a chance, but it's I say it's a miracle. I say it's gonna be a miracle. But like but with that said, it can still happen. And a game against the Celtics, if like if it, they wouldn't get the Celtics, you you can consider a signature win for them, and maybe hopefully they'll get their momentum going. Yeah, that would get their momentum going for sure. So I'll talk to you next Friday, man, and have a good weekend. Uh, You too.